0: This, this was crazy. This little fellow was very athletic. He jumps up onto his chair. He hits me with this tiny little arm. And I, his arm, I am not lying to you, is like the size of a size 10 shoe. But he hit me right in my chin and it buckled my knees and I hit to the ground.
1: This is 56, a Pinellas County Sheriff's Office podcast. I'm Ricky Butler with Laura Sullivan and Ashley Cooley. We have a great guest on tap today. Uh, We are going back into the world of the Department of Detention and Corrections with one of my favorite people uh, in the entire agency because uh, Sergeant Jimmy Fortner is just a beacon of joy every time I see him. And there's just no excuse for anybody out of the jail because if, if Jimmy can be this happy all the time, it's just... There's nothing you can. I mean, you can too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh anyway, we're excited to have uh, Sergeant Fortner to talk more about uh, the Department of Detention and Corrections. Uh, we try to do a great job of of covering everybody in the agency, and the Department of Detention and Corrections is the biggest part of our agency. So we. Scott's had some great guests in so far. Last we had Lieutenant Freddie Hayes started some trouble with SWAT. So we'll see what kind of <laughs> trouble Jimmy can get into uh, with us. So Hopefully not much. Not Yeah, not much. So welcome to 56, Jimmy. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting uh, me. And before we get into it, Ashley has a question.
2: I do. All right. So here is the scenario. For $50,000, would you go six months without showering, without deodorant and without brushing your teeth and you can't tell anyone no one can know that this is what you're doing would you do it
3: 50 uh, grand fifty yeah. thousand. No, no. and
4: it's the tooth brushing that gets me mm. definitely that that that's the worst because of the rest i mean because you could fudge the rest i could just go swimming or something and then just happen to get clean mm. but um i couldn't live without brushing my teeth for more than like a few hours that would be i wouldn't i wouldn't do that to all of you mm. Now
0: I would get paid for that?
4: If it was a different amount of money, if you threw on another couple of zeros, yes.
0: Mm. You did say fifty thousand, right?
2: Fifty thousand.
0: I do it for four dollars. <laughs> Money's money. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs>
1: oh, oh. oh man. Uh you know, I, I was initially going to say no, but then I had not thought about going in a pool. So if you're saying could I go without showering for six months for $50,000?
4: But toothbrushing.
1: Didn't say anything about mouthwash, though. Correct. Can, you got to remember, there's, there's people all over the world that don't do any of these things ever. I feel absolutely can, can, terrible. Can, you guys care about
0: your hygiene <laughs> a lot, don't you? Wow. <laughs> you have to go to work. You well, we still work. have to live work in your life. We have yeah. to function. Money, yeah. money, mm-hmm. money. The jail mm-hmm. already stinks, so they would never know.
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> can I just not funny. use a toothbrush or can I do like one of the chewed? Twigs, or use a washcloth, or something. A chew I, twig. I, I that's
1: suppose a, yeah. that's that
2: what that's fine. What about one of those greeny dog Primitive treats of... that's shaped like a toothbrush? I have those.
1: No, I wouldn't <laughs> do it. I wouldn't no. do it. I couldn't do it.
2: I couldn't either. No, I couldn't either. No, no way.
1: So it, Jimmy,
0: it, Jimmy, Jimmy's buying it, dinner. Four dollars? Oh, oh, huh? Yeah, no, gi- he went for four. He, he lowballed yes. himself. I, I'm down.
1: You can Venmo me. All right, yeah. So... That was that's, that's a good one. I like that. All right. So um, with that out of the way, we now know that Jimmy is disgusting. Yes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you didn't know I, this earlier. I knew why?
2: there was a smell. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, I was wondering what
1: that smell was. All right. So with that, Jimmy, how did you become so disgusting? Tell us about your childhood. <laughs> well, where, you,
0: where were you born? Um, I was born in Texas. Okay. My father was in the military, so we moved around. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived majority of my life here in Florida. Went to school here in Florida, went to Dixie Hollands. All right. And which is no longer Dixie Hollins. Just Hollins. Direct. Just Hollands. Uh, I lived in Kennedy City my whole life hmm. growing up. And then when I graduated, I moved out to New Mexico.
1: Okay. And so then, so back up a second. Now, what, what what did you do when you were a kid?
0: What'd you like to do? Did you get trouble? Loved, you? I got in trouble all the time. I loved playing basketball. Mm-hmm. I love you know, my, we're really family oriented. I just love being with my family and doing all that. Mm-hmm. It just... I, I had fun. So you got siblings? Oh, yeah. I what got two got? sisters. Okay. Two sisters. Yes. Are you the oldest? Uh, no, I am the baby. You're the baby. Huh. Yeah. So I Big was always baby. treated like a baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> my sisters, my mom, they would always take great care of me. Mm-hmm. So...
1: so the, All right. So you, you uh, were in trouble all the time, but love the family stuff. And then you, you all moved to New Mexico?
0: No. I, I moved out there when I graduated. I... And My sister was already living out there with okay. her husband, okay. and I needed a change. I didn't see myself going anywhere here at that time. Mm-hmm. I was doing the club thing and all that other stuff. The and, club thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. What kind of clubs you go to, yeah. Jimmy? Uh, oh my God, Mako's, Stormin', yeah, you name it. I, I, the Turtle Club. I used the, to go oh, yeah, to do. the Turtle mm-hmm. Club. I, I, I used to enjoy that. It was funny. I used to go out at ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in bed by 8.30. (laughs) Life changes. (laughs) How the turntables.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. So so New Mexico,
0: how was that? Um, I absolutely loved it out there. Um, I met great people. I loved... The job I had was stressful. I worked in the prison system out there. And you, um, you
1: went, so you graduate high school, end up out in New Mexico, and immediately start working for the prison.
0: Yes, I well, right when I got out there, I was looking for a job. You know, I tried pest control out there. I worked even in a gas station at night um, as an attendant. But I went right, I met some people out of playing basketball, mm-hmm. and they told me they worked at the prison. And I went out there, and lo and behold, I, I spent Close to 10, 15 years there.
1: Wow. So, so uh, prisons in New Mexico. So, and we're talking. What year are we talking, Jimmy? Just for in the nineties. Okay, like early yeah. mid nineties. Yeah. Okay. So in in Florida, the state prison system is a little bit notorious for not being you know, the greatest situation. They don't have air conditioning. And some of this. What is the in, in the, in the big scheme of things in New Mexico, how are the prisons compared to county jails and
0: things? Well, prison's totally different than county jail. Right. In county jail, I see people here have problems, but they have hope. Mm-hmm. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. When you're uh, working in a supermax prison like I was in Santa Fe, mm-hmm. that light's gone. It's already done. They're sentenced. Most of the time, they're sentenced for life. And it's people that just don't care. Mm -hmm. And it makes the job harder. And back when I worked there, the pay didn't. Wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. But I needed a job and I met great people and I didn't want to leave.
1: So, all right. So relationships then, the the people you met. So talk about what was the training like there?
0: Well, the training would be like the training we have here, to be honest with you. If you have to have the right mentality, the right personality to work in any kind of correction setting, mm-hmm. especially out there, because you're dealing with death, you see death all the time. You see fights. You see other R-rated stuff you ain't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. A normal person would see it and have nightmares. So you have to you have to have a personality.
1: But but so how old are you at this point when you start there? Well, oh, I was in my twenties. Okay, so twenty-something, yeah. Jimmy yeah.
0: Fortner. How was that
1: for you? Was it a hard adjustment, well, I or went, had your friends prepared
0: well, you, or? Well, I, I I prepared myself because when I got in there, I thought being big, I'm a I'm a big person, and mm-hmm. I wasn't um, disgustingly fat like I am today. <laughs> I, I was skinny back then, and
4: and you're, and you're I, for, for people who are listening and not viewing, yeah. like six foot six.
0: I am six foot six, yes, three seventy right now. But back then, I, I was damn good looking. I had a um, nice shape. You still are. Come all on, all that yeah. stuff, and you know, I became a member of our corrections response team out there, and I. I thought I was bad. I can't say the A word. Yeah, you can. You can. I thought I was badass. So (laughs) I I thought I was untouchable. Mm. And it took a little while, not too long, till I realized the bigger you are, the more people want to challenge you, and the harder it is. I thought I could use my size as intimidation. Mm -hmm. And I I wasn't thinking back then. My personal skills was, you know, I was just coming off aggressive and this and that. And I found that didn't work for me. Right. You got to talk to people. Right. I had some good friends of mine out there at the prison system. They took me. They talked to me, helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned PC skills. And I try to pass that on now to the younger people starting.
1: What what kind of equipment did y'all carry? Out
0: there, we had a radio. That's it. Yes. Handcuffs? Uh, handcuffs, yes. We did have handcuffs. But a radio and the handcuffs, that's it. That's it. That's it. Keys, that's it. hopefully. Um, well, a lot of big keys. Those big Folger Adams keys and all that, depending <laughs> where you work. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's big time.
1: All right. So talk about some of those hard lessons you learned out there.
0: Well, one of the best hard lessons we, it, you, I have learned, and people love it when I tell the story, mm-hmm. I don't know how it would be because I'm very. I move a lot when I tell this story, and I think that makes a big impact on them. But
1: well, do what you got to do. We got a big room in here.
0: There was one time. I'm six foot six again now. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm a member of the CRT team. I'm a member of this and that. And a just little person comes in, and when I say little person, I mean little person. This person was, uh, under five foot, but stocky, had a big black hand tattooed on his face. A uh, oh. black hand? Yeah. That tells is you is that, that a gang, gang thing? Okay. Yes. Black hand is related to the Mexican mafia. Okay. So oh. they have that stuff on. So when people come in, you always have to see where they're going. If you're in the housing unit, you mm-hmm. to talk to them and all that. And I asked the little fella, I said, do you, <laughs> uh, you know, are wait, you wait, involved? This, this is
4: like a, like a genuine
0: little person. Little oh, fella. yeah. Okay. Oh, God, We're not yes. talking like this is a short guy. We're yeah. talking about like. Oh a yeah, dwarf. No, this is a little feller. Okay. Yeah, like under the uh-huh. rainbow, little feller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> And I said, do you understand English? Not over English. the rainbow, under the under. rainbow. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to be taller to be over <laughs> the rainbow. Oh, right. God, yes. So I talked to him, and I said, do you understand English? And he goes, see. I'm like, all right. So I get down, I'm laying out all the rules and stuff of the So he's area. new coming in. Yeah, well, to this area. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yelling. I, I'm not... You're yelling? Well, yeah, I yelled at him a little bit, because... He couldn't hear that well, Oh, okay. so I'm yelling out, a and I'm going through this whole 30, 40-minute spill of the rules, and I have to have him sign, because uh, in this area, it was population. You're with everyone else, mm-hmm. and you have to sign a piece of paper saying that I'm, I, I, I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. to do that, he didn't want to be in protective custody or nothing, mm-hmm. and when I do that, and I push the paper over to him and sign, he goes, no obla. So he doesn't understand. After your 40 minutes. Yes. So I, excuse my lady, but I said, you little beep beep, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and I stand up and we're at a desk similar to this right here. And he's sitting on the other side of the desk. And back then we had these big old computers and all that. And I get up and I walk around and I go to get a Spanish speaking deputy and he jumps up so quick have you ever saw the movie leprechaun huh <laughs> no. yes this, this, this was crazy this little fellow was very athletic he jumps up onto his chair he hits me with this tiny little arm and, I, and his arm i am not lying to was like the size of a size 10 shoe That's his little it was it was cute <laughs> it, it, it was adorable. But he hit me right in my chin, and uh, uh, huh. it buckled my knees, and I hit to the ground. And then he proceeded to take my own big-ass computer back then and slam it on top of me. Oh. So, the you know, the, the, the deputies come in, and they grab them by one by each arm. <laughs> and when they're going out, his little legs are just a-kicking. <laughs> and, and, and they're... And, man, did I get made fun of because here I am a big person all that, you know, to have this training and all. But I just got beat up by a damn midget. I didn't even get a shot in. All right. And when I teach oh. at the academy or when I used to teach at the academy, i tell them this story because it ain't about how big you are. It's how you handle yourself and understand your surroundings. I took him. Uh, he's a little yeah, yeah he's yeah. a little person I didn't Oh, this guy ain't gonna do shit to you know I'm mm-hmm. alright so I just got up and I went around I really wasn't paying attention to him yeah, you put mm-hmm. your guard down well I learned my lesson for that so I still twitch every time I see little people coming through <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> uh, I, get, I get so damn scared oh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> so the, the Wizard of Oz is a oh. traumatic movie for you then. oh my god yeah I can't watch that yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, um, uh, all right, so... Uh, God, how do you even...
3: Well,
4: that's it, it everybody. I, Thanks for I, 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 <laughs> Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, uh, just on a, on a procedural side note, if a little person comes into the jail here or in prison there...
0: Jimmy's running.
4: They, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They have the option of being in protective custody because of their size?
0: Well, yeah. When people come in, and it depends on where they are, they could, Not necessarily here in the jail, it... They get put, classification figures it out there mm-hmm. when they come in, if they go. But if they don't want to, they'll say they're mentally ill. They'll say so they have a problem here in the jail. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. won't be put somewhere. They'll be put in a single cell. But out there, it's to walk the line. You have to, you walk the yard and all that. You got to sign, hey, I. if I something happens to me or anything like that.
4: Okay. You, is that for, for everybody who goes in there or, oh, yeah. or just the, okay. Yeah. Everyone oh, okay. has to sign. Okay. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Wow.
2: Well, um, my question was, so you went from, uh, so I'm like backtracking a little bit. You went from here, Kansas city and you moved out to New Mexico and you said you started working in corrections. What, what was your reason for that? Was it because you were I like, needed... I could do this cause I'm really tall no. or.
0: Well, there's two reasons. One, uh, I was too damn dumb to go to college. I, I couldn't go to college. I, I, I barely made it through damn high school. And I my wife will tell you, I am not handy at all. I, I can't fix nothing. So that ruled out carpentry, any of that. And I was looking I said, I gotta make a career of something. I gotta mm-hmm. be able to support a family because I knew I wanted to get married, knew all this. I, I I have to do something. And I looked into law enforcement and I was very intrigued with it. and even when I was a kid and I went to Pinellas Park Mall back in the days, mm-hmm. they would used to have a booth there for corrections. And I saw that one day and it has always been on my mind to get into law enforcement. And when I went out there, I, I talked to these people and they said it, I was just, I was excited. I, it's something I can do mm-hmm. and I can learn the rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a career.
1: Nice.
0: So, after the, the
1: little person incident, um, I, was that pretty early on in your career? Like, uh, Yes. Okay. Well,
0: in the, sort of in the middle.
1: Yeah. So what other, when you start there, I mean, what other assignments did you have? Where did you work when you were in the prison
0: Well, I worked there? out there. I became a member of the STIU unit. Um, I was a canine. I ran the canine uh, department out there. Okay. We had... Uh, about three bloodhounds. We had a Malinois and we had a Tavern, uh, which was my dog out there. The hell is that? Are those wow. a sort of
4: like it, a long-haired it, Yeah, Malinois, long-haired or? Malinois. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're beautiful and dogs.
0: Beautiful. And his name was Bosco. I loved Aww. him. And that was, I loved that job. Mm. It was cool. rewarding and all that, but you have to be in great shape for that. But in the jail, in the prison system with new canine, I didn't go out like and do a lot of the tracking. We had I had a partner with me and mm-hmm. we used the bloodhounds for that and did you have a lot of escapees? No. Really, but yeah. we utilize we, we went to these drug searching dogs. The dog I had was dual purpose dog. It mm-hmm. can do detect drugs and it we you could do cell extractions with them.
4: Oh, tell us about that.
0: And all that. You would put them on a leash, you would come up to a door. I didn't have the opportunity to do it, but we were ready for it. If we had to, um, we'll tell the the inmate, listen, you, you come out, do what we tell you to do, or we're going to send the dog in to get you. And he's going to bite the first thing that's given to him. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised the impact. Like when we would do shakedowns at the facility, I'd bring my dog out, and I would just set him on this side where the whole line of inmates were down the wall. I'd set my dog here, and I'd walk down to the other end. And I told him, if any of you make any sudden movements or anything, you will be bit. And the control was amazing. If you c- canines inside the prison was, I think, is beautiful. It's a great thing because inmates will challenge you, no matter how big you are, how strong you are, they'll challenge you, but they don't want to be bit by a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was it. Was a great tool. We used it. We, um, I was sent out to go to schools, check lockers. We did a lot of stuff mm. with the dogs out there. When people would come in, visitors and all that, we'd run it through the do- um, through the cars and all that when they came in. It, it was it was an exciting, great job.
4: And you, you told me that um, your own employees would be screened when they came in oh, by, yes. by the dogs. So you had yeah. a lot of employees contraband. Oh, oh yeah, contraband we, we in? Would
0: screen uh, there, when you work in uh, in corrections and all that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because everyone's tempted, especially if you're not making a lot of money mm-hmm. to bring stuff in to make extra money. You know, unfortunately, that, that's just part of it, the thing. So we would go random searches here. And then we even had a machine that you, we'd use for the visitors. You have to wash your hands with it, uh, pad, and then put it through the machine. And any drugs, they would check your lunchbox. They would check huh? everything when you came into work every day.
1: So you mentioned that you personally didn't ever do a cell extraction, but was that a thing that happened pretty often with the dogs? Because I would assume probably not because no. the dog, yeah.
0: No, it, could been, it, it, it was thought of, but I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever done it with it. Mm. Now, I don't know what they do today, but back in those days when I was there, no, that did not happen. Okay.
2: Did your dog ever bite anybody? Period.
0: No, that's another sad thing in training, yes, but yeah, um, yeah, stuff like that. But no, I never did. I was in the canine unit, I say, maybe two years. I was a sergeant out there in the canine unit, and at the during that whole time, no, I never had that's
4: kind that. of a good thing. That, yeah, that's a sign yeah. Of really yeah. effective yeah. tool, this is, dog is the was one very, you never have to use. Yeah, oh, he
0: was very intimidating. Yeah, he yeah. was, if you he was can a great animal. Prevent great. the
4: use of force just by his presence. Then, yes, yeah. he
0: was he was awesome. Hmm. Mm.
1: So uh, what else in New Mexico?
0: No, I just did that. I worked out at that prison, Did worked uh, in the K-9 unit, the STIU unit. What we went to riots, the, the security threat um, group where we have gangs and all that. So and, that
1: kind of like an intelligence kind yes. of thing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Okay. And we would go out with the CRT. We went. We had to respond to riots at other prisons or jails or we have to help. So we would go out there. We would spend a couple weeks or something helping them out, Mm -hmm. just like we do here kind of with the emergency response team and Mm -hmm. stuff like that we Mm -hmm. have here, hurricane response. We would go out there and lend a hand to our brothers and sisters somewhere else. Okay.
4: What's a riot like in a prison? Have you, have you been
0: through a riot? Uh, yeah, I went through, I haven't been through the riot, but I went to a riot that happened out in one of the prisons out there, mm-hmm. and we had to contain it, help out contain it. And it's it's hectic, but we it has a good flow to it because we were well trained and we brought them out the way they're supposed to be brought out, and mm-hmm. it it went good. Let's say it went good. A good, a, a good it, riot uh, uh, as the, riots go? The ending of it. Uh-huh. That good stuff went The yeah. good outcome, Yes. Yeah. Yes.
4: Right. Wasn't there one before you got there that was really terrible, though?
0: Oh yeah, the um, the Santa Fe riot in uh, New Mexico in 1980s. Okay, they had a real, a real bad riots. One of the worst riots, I believe. At um, the prison. Uh, well, at that prison for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, around, it was one of the worst. And I believe there's a book called The Devil's Playground that can talk about it. And um, I got to talk about people that worked in there and all that stuff. With it, it, it was, mm-hmm. it was a scary thing. They no officers lost their lives at that time, but really, they to me they did because it affected them big mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. You know, mentally or personally. When you look into it, and I did research on it, that that's got to be hard. There's a, a couple of them that lived in a pipe chase for two days, hidden inside a pipe chase. What is that? What uh, is a pipe chase? Uh, it, well, it's a real small. It's where the plumbing is for the okay. toilets and all that. Yeah, like behind and, the wall. And I'm telling you, it is super small. And they were in there on top of each other drinking the condensation out the pipes and stuff from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just the, the stories I heard about it. It's just, wow. it's it's unbelievable, the stuff. And we used to actually take tours when I was there. We would take um, people through. They would film a lot of movies mm-hmm. at that prison. Um, the Longest Yard, the remake, was filmed there at that prison. Okay. And they do tours. It's still open today. If you ever go out there, you should go out there and do the tour of that prison. Mm-hmm. It's it's something else. It mm. really is,
1: and it's Santa, It's maximum security outside of Santa Fe.
0: It's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's a supermax prison there. Okay, the Old Main. It's called the Old Main. Uh, yeah, now they have a North, a mini division, a North division, a South division there. Okay. So, what brought you back here? What brought me back here is my wife. That's what brought me back here. Um, me and her were to you know. We've friends since high school. I've known her since we were 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I was out there and I was going through some hard times, I was married before, I, you know, it didn't work out mm-hmm. at all. And I would call down here. I talk. I came out to visit my sister that lives here. Mm-hmm. I ran into her. and We started to talk on the phone and all that other good stuff. And I, I told her, you know, I want to move back out here. I came out one time and I, I saw the job. Posting for here, and I was so excited. I said, I'm gonna go down there and see what they would pay me.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And man, I, I, I almost blacked out when they told me where they <laughs> were gonna pay me. And I go, You realize I barely graduated high school. It was, it was Sergeant Antonelli at the time mm-hmm. over at the old SAB. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited. I, I couldn't wait to get back there and tell them I quit and come <laughs> back out here. So, right then, start at my permanent smiles way I, I like to say <laughs> it because when I I realized it was hard working in that prison out mm-hmm. here we have so many good things mm-hmm. you're going to have your problems no matter where you work mm-hmm. but here you get rewarded for a lot of things we have Sism team we have all this stuff to help you the benefits are great and then the people just make it and I was getting married to uh, you know, childhood sweetheart. I've always loved her mm-hmm. and I haven't stopped smiling since. Mm. So sweet. It so, uh, is sweet. So uh <laughs>
1: how how long have you been with us now? Uh going on nineteen years. Okay. So all right. So you come back and um how is obviously I mean you pretty much just said it's a happier place to be, but yes, um, what, what are the biggest I mean, walking in to the Pinellas County Jail, what were what were some of the, the biggest differences?
0: Well when I started um you have to be I I could do things in the prison system I couldn't do here. I can't do here. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Mm-hmm. You have to be you have to be smart. You have to the use of the force wise and mm-hmm. um dealing with these inmates because remember the, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Right. So mm-hmm. these people here are going to court. They're going they're not sentenced. So you I'd have to learn to calm comb- back a little bit. And I used to work in receiving when I started. So I have to make sure that I handle myself professionally and all that. I just cannot imagine you just going raw on somebody. I don't know. Uh, well, listen. Picture think
4: before he was a happy person. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, before I, the
1: permanent smile. Because like, you said a couple times, like, oh, I'd be mean and you know, I, just I can't. Uh,
0: well, you have to be. You have to learn to turn that switch mm-hmm. because if, if I don't act and I, if someone's acting out and I don't turn that switch, yeah. one of my brothers and sisters next to me can get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that you have to have a switch. That's where a lot of people think that, you know, they see me, I choose to be happy I Mm -hmm. choose to come every day and smile. Mm -hmm. I choose, I I make it a challenge every day I come to work to make people around me happy and smile Mm -hmm. because I think there'll be safer that way. Mm -hmm. And there'll be, you know, if people are happy and positive, the job's easier because we work in a very depression. It's very depressing in there. Mm -hmm. So we make sure I try to build morale and I try to keep people happy and laughing and enjoy and let them know how much they're appreciated Mm -hmm. because- uh, girl, going over the years, when I first started here, you could see that a lot of people, the biggest gripe I've seen, especially when I was in training, they would come through is that people didn't feel appreciated.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I tell them all, you're making great money, but money doesn't make you happy. It really doesn't. Yeah, I can buy you everything you want, but you have to make yourself happy. You have to have, be surrounded by people that appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And I tell one thing I've always done in my career is to make sure people around me feel appreciated and just it makes everything better Mm -hmm. you know sick time goes down everything people are smiling joy coming to work and in our line of work that's a blessing Mm -hmm.
1: so um so that 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 big adjustment obviously dealing with the nature of the inmates here versus someone that's sentenced in a prison um, what else? Some of the big differences. I mean, you definitely got more than a radio and handcuffs. Oh,
0: yeah. We got a taser. <laughs> we got a radio. We got we got everything we need. We're very well um, equipped mm-hmm. here. But all that doesn't mean nothing. That's it, how you handle yourself and mm-hmm. your PG skills, especially when you're dealing with. It's very sad because we have it's like a big nursing home over there. We have a lot of elderly Uh, people here for trespassing we have a um, that are not mentally stable Mm -hmm. we have young people coming in it just breaks your heart because their their brains are fried from doing drugs or whatever they're doing out there Mm -hmm. and they're coming in and they have no problems with covering themselves in feces with banging or hurting themselves Mm -hmm. and you have to be professional and when you're dealing with it for 11 hours a day it gets to the point where you want to snap, you know, you, 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 you just, and you can't, you have to realize this person is, is challenged. They're, they're mentally challenged in dealing with that. If you don't, have that right personality to do with that. You shouldn't work in that area. Mm-hmm. You you know that's what's great about the jail. We have different areas. Right. Where you can go and work with different kind of inmates. I love working in the healthcare building. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with these inmates. It's challenging every day, mm-hmm. and I love that challenge.
1: So you said you started though when you first started, you started in receiving. I
0: started in receiving area, okay. and mm-hmm. then um, I worked in central. I worked in the south division, and then I got lucky. And I got to go to the, what the, it just started called the court squad,
5: mm-hmm.
0: where they brought detention deputies over to run all the inmates back and forth to court and mm-hmm. work in the mm-hmm. courthouse. And I got accepted to be the corporal over there. And I went over there as the corporal. And I loved that. Did that for, I'm gonna say probably around three or four or five years. Mm-hmm. And then training came about. And my God, I knew that's what I wanted because I love making a difference with people. And where else? That's the best place you can do it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about training because I think that's probably where I encountered you yes. first. Was in training. Yeah. We were working programming together. Um, but early days. Any notable stories here in Pinellas? I mean, there's a lot of crazy things coming in and receiving.
0: Oh yes, I know like, you
1: got good stuff,
0: Jimmy. Well, listen when they when people come in and. It, it, they, different people come in dressed different ways, mm. um, acting different things, mm. and they have different stuff on them. Uh, Such as? You got a story there, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But, you're uh, definitely going
4: somewhere with that. Well,
0: listen, people bring in adult toys, and I, and they're coming, or if it could be a man my size coming in with a mini skirt on and high heels, mm-hmm. then you you got to go through their property. Mm-hmm. And now you're taking out all these adult toys. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's 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 nuts it's crazy with that stuff wow. it's, I mean there's so much it's a lot uh, Ricky it's a lot of stuff that goes on there it's the stuff you do when you see grown people in these cells and the stuff they do, and you're thinking to yourself a normal person wouldn't do that stuff All right so jimmy <laughs> you, you're,
1: you're you're talking like i mean this is just no big deal to you, but there had to be. It, whether it was here or in New Mexico, there had to be something where you walk in and you see something and you're like, what am
0: I doing?
4: Yeah, like this just doesn't Some, happen like in the real just, world, but it just happened to head. me.
0: I'm working at this place. Okay? You're, in the, you're at the is prison. It, and, we're at, and we're working at this, in this area, the area. We do mm-hmm. have to go to checks. We have to check these people before we let the next shift go. Mm-hmm. So we had just a Native American and we had a sweat lodge back then and to, to, in order to go to the sweat lodge, they had to follow the rules and all that. And this uh-huh. Native American inmate was always naked. He never wanted to put on clothes, none of that stuff. So he's there, and I realized he would be hold, naked. Hold, hold on, hold on.
1: When you're saying sweat lodge, like you're talking like they're ceremonial. Yeah,
0: that's their religion. Okay. So they so they, part they, the they got to go there as okay. long as they behaved, and uh, they got to go there. Right. And. Do their do their religious, religious stuff, okay. and then they, you know, there he was allowed to keep a feather. That was like his religious item, like a crucifix to Catholics mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And but he was throwing urine and causing trouble for staff. So I said, during my rounds, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell take his feather and I'm going to tell him you have to earn this stuff back and all that. But again, this guy wasn't mentally stable. Stable, yes. So we got to the door, me and uh, the other deputy there, and we're looking inside, and I tell him, go to the back, and he stands in the back, and he's, of course, naked. It's normal. And he has his hands behind his back. Well, the door rolls. We walk in. We take a step in, and he comes up, and at the end of a toothbrush, he um, melted a razor onto the end of the toothbrush. I don't know. They're very ingenious in there at making Mm -hmm. weapons. And he takes that, and he grabs his uh, little Willie and- uh, he proceeds to slice it off. Well, off. when he does, all the way off. Oh yeah, baby, all the way off. <laughs> I mean, um, and when he did that, his reaction, his hand went forward. Well, in that hand was The little willy. The little Willie, and it hit me dead in the damn chest. And I'm sitting there, like, and I've never seen so much fluid in my life coming out. It was, and I'm like, I'm like I was in shock. I always wore baseball gloves because the diseases and stuff like that. So I, you know. <laughs> That's uh, what do you do? I mean, that's not normal, you Wait, know. His face so, looks screen?
4: like a catcher's mitt.
0: No. <laughs> no, and it's like <laughs> okay. so. Uh, was well, a dad I not <laughs> He 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 blacked out from the pain because <laughs> he dropped right to the ground. You mm-hmm. know, and I looked over there. I said, "Hey, go get medical. Go get, tell the person with me." It was horrible. <laughs> it was terrible. You know, you always. I always bring extra uniforms because you get stuff put on you all the time. But I never thought it would be a little (laughs) Willie that would be on my uniform.
1: Who
4: wakes up in the morning and thinks that I'm going to have a little Willie thrown in my
1: chest? So that sounds like (laughs) that, what you just described, sounds like that was the okay. Like that's the craziest thing you've ever seen.
0: No. Well, it's all crazy to me, Ricky. It's hard to to Uh, say. uh, Jimmy. uh, Jimmy, But I've seen it. Jimmy. (laughs) What is crazier than that? Working in this line of work that I have. For the longest I have, you see all this stuff these people they come in here with drugs up their rectum, they come here with cell phones up the rectum. We have an inmate today that's you know, still stores stuff up in his rectum, and it's just it's nuts. We have to run them through the compass and scans mm. and it's that's a big thing to have a cell phone inside a, the jail or prison it's a big thing, mm. and they can that's how they get drugs in there, no matter how good your security is. Contraband's always going to make it in. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a way. These people are dumb in certain ways, but they're very ingenious and smart in others. Mm-hmm. And they think of ways to get this stuff in. My wife's going to shake her damn head. say, you know, yeah. oh, my lord. Well, she's <laughs> heard all these stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's but, heard all the stories. You don't even tell us. Yeah. For sure. No, um. I don't tell her a lot. You, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you don't talk about the stuff no. at home. My you know. wife's very different from me in that. You know, uh-huh. she don't. She's very. My wife is a very good, innocent person, and she... And you
4: uh, want to keep I, her that I way. I keep
0: her that way, yes, yes. We'll
1: put a disclaimer. We'll rate this, this episode. Yeah. It's all we'll
4: flowers and bunnies in the jail. That's, yeah. right. That's right. Everything's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's fine.
1: <laughs> um, all right, so what else? What else? Leading up to where you are now, which you're in healthcare, right? So where yeah. else have you been in the jail? And then we'll get to that because there's a lot to unpack there.
0: Um, well, I've been, I've been everywhere. You name it, I've worked it. I've been there, done it. Um, and I found every one of them had their good parts to it. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoy training, like I told you, because right. I love about people. That. I, I walk. I used to. I knew everybody, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care if they're the maintenance people, the, clean, the the janitor crew, the people that clean this. I would talk to everyone. I would make rounds around. I miss that because now people come in where I'm at and I don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. And I used to pride myself from the road, too. I, Corrections and Road, to me, were all brothers and sisters. Mm, It didn't matter to me. And I know a lot of people on the road. And I took pride in that to know everybody. Mm -hmm. I I loved it. And now it's kind of sad because— I see so many new faces, and I have no clue who they are. Right. So
1: tra- and that's, training is a good place to meet everybody, as everybody's yeah. coming oh through. Oh, so, my God, yes. Um, so just for context for our listeners, um, our training division, we have a, a law enforcement side and a correction side of training. And obviously, yeah. Jimmy was part of the correction side. So how long were you in training?
0: I was in training, I want to say, seven, eight years. That's a long time. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, What's good about it, we do have corrections trainers and law enforcement trainers, but we were one family. We mm-hmm, all sure. worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where I would go and help law enforcement with uh, mm-hmm. training because we got certificates and driving and all that, mm-hmm. and we did it all. We worked together, and it, it it was it was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. So, what's your favorite training niche? My training niche, Yeah. yeah like what you're did you using like big to, words, Ricky, what you got to stop like, that. What all did right? you like to teach
2: the most? What yeah. did you like yeah. training the most?
0: I like training um, newer people. I like to teach them personal skills. I like to teach them how to handle their stress. I always like to talk to them because people come into this job thinking, oh, my God, uh, I'm going to get beat up. And I, I used to tell them all when they started in this career, go get punched. In the face, because then that way you know how you're going to react when it happens in the yeah. jail. Because if you've never been in a fight and you come into this line of work, you're you, we don't know if you're going to freeze or you're going to fight.
1: Yeah, until it happens, mm-hmm. you don't know. That's
0: right. Yeah. And so a lot of people uh, that work haven't been in that situation, mm-hmm. and that's scary because if they freeze, you're going to hurt somebody else. You yeah. know, but one of your yeah, other brothers yeah. and sisters. And get leave them hurt. So I used to tell them to go go out there and get punched in the face. How do you go word about one, that? Just yeah, yeah. Yeah. go up there and say something wrong to somebody. And <laughs> go
2: go to the local mm-hmm. basketball court. Uh, just go I up there,
0: you know, have your friend punch you right in the damn face and see how you handle it. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> it, it, it makes a big difference. When you get in this line of work and you get hit, I don't want you to just drop down to the ground. I want you to get up and I want you to fight mm-hmm. regardless. I want you to stay in the fight.
2: So maybe like – doing jujitsu or, or oh, something yes. like that outside would kind of help you, even yeah. though you're not something getting punched
0: least, in the
1: face, but yeah. The perfect I, no, person, I think the punch in the face though, is the, yeah. that's the, the key. key? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah to key. get you past that yeah. right there. You know, I tell everyone, go up and tell Jeff Katita the sergeant there something and let him punch or hit you. That guy. I no, thank you. no, 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 uh, no. They, and that's, what's another great thing about the sheriff's office We offer all these training classes. We Mm -hmm. offer uh, mat time. You can go in there and roll with people and all that. You know, and we teach you how to walk away from something bad. But we don't
1: punch people in the face.
0: Uh, No. Well,
3: you know. Off the record.
0: (laughs) I used to get hit a lot by my fellow trainers, Mm -hmm. you know, because I always pick. You know, I I kind of pick with them. Mm -hmm. And when you pick with the big people that I was in training with, Mm -hmm. uh, it back, you know. Didn't go too good for me, <laughs> Ricky. It didn't go good. <laughs> so, I you, learned, know
4: you never even won a fight in training?
0: No, nah, oh god, no. <laughs> um, you know, big Matt Seymour, Jason Francesvic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all oh, yeah. them, Tim yeah. Knight, mm. um, Christopher Groff, all them. My god, I, I, you know, I would pick and, and say things, and the next thing I know, I'd be regretting that. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny. Is there anything else from training that you really enjoyed? Like any particular classes, like firearms? Or Well,
0: I enjoyed it. I, I'm telling you, it ain't necessarily what you teach. It's who you teach it to and if they're receptive to it. And that was one of the biggest joys. And even when we used to teach the poor people in the CPI when we had them, and they, I, I, I was so happy that they let us teach them some kind of defensive tactics.
3: Oh, wow. Because they I would go that. to mm-hmm.
0: – they would go to these people's houses by themselves and, and take somebody's child away Yeah, the child or have to go there and interview somebody that may be hurting this child. And I said, what would you do? I would used to talk to them. What would you do if this person said no? Does, well, I'd call an officer. Well, what would you do in between that time? What if yeah. this person went yeah. to mm-hmm. hurt you and we started training them and, and the energy that they came in with, man you you just absorb it because they want to learn they mm-hmm. want that was a beautiful thing mm-hmm. teaching people and them saying thank you or coming back later there's people yeah. today that come up and say you know what you were the best part of training when we came we used to be nervous oh, wow. but you would make us smile you would you would make training enjoyable i love that i i would take people saying thank you to me and all that over money any day of the week yeah Except for the no showering part.
2: Right, right, right. Of course, um, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm that's different. Money. That's different. I didn't say anything
0: about words. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: So, and that's a good, you know, people, I think everybody that I know that spent a fair amount of time in training has that, you know, hey, what was that, you know, what was that one thing that was really rewarding about training? Do you have anything specific like that where somebody came came to you after an incident? Uh, it, it, whether it was it outside of training or not, but hey, the, you know, I remember what you told us that day, Jimmy, yeah. and it, it kept me safe. Yes,
0: well, they're, they're. There was a deputy that called me up. He was uh, assaulted at the healthcare facility mm-hmm. by a mentally challenged person that was on SR, mm-hmm. naked.
2: Suicide uh, risk.
0: Yes. And um, that poor young man, he never gave up. And it, it was absolutely... We are watching the video. My heart went out. But I seen him. I was so proud of him because he never stopped. But he came... Later on, after that event, that happened for three minutes. By the time response got there, I think it was around three minutes, and he never gave up. This guy got his taser, everything, and instead of cowering down, bad guy got his taser. I I remember this. Yes, and he he did stop. He went right at him, Mm -hmm. and I was I I was very proud of him, man. Mm -hmm. And he survived that not only physically but emotionally. Mm -hmm. Today, he's. Um, a very positive person, good, a good person. People love being around him. And he called me and he goes, you know, I wanted to tell you thank you and the training uh, people thank you because w- what I learned there helped me get through that. Mm-hmm. What better reward is that? Yeah, you can give it. me every yeah. kind of award you want, but actually having it come from somebody that used what you gave them, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm telling you, that's the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about being a sergeant. Is I got people I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I can go around and put smiles on people's faces. I can make people's days better. We celebrate stuff. Mm-hmm. We celebrate on Thanksgiving when we have to work and other people are at home with their children and family. We do we deep fry turkeys. We cook. We have fun mm-hmm. and we make people feel appreciated and that's the biggest Man, that makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm.
1: So you, you're promoted to sergeant. What yes. was that? A couple
0: years ago now? Um, I think it's been about three three years.
1: Okay. How was that conversation with the sheriff when
0: he called? Oh, my God. I couldn't. Well, I thought I was being pranked, Ricky. Mm-hmm. I'm out as a corporal out in sea barracks, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and I get a call from Captain Kinzel, mm-hmm. and he goes, call the colonel. And just hangs up. I'm like, oh, dear God, what did I do now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Jesus, who's filing a complaint on me? So I, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I call the colonel. He goes, call the sheriff on a cell phone, <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh God, it's just getting worse, <laughs> you know. Because we couldn't have cell phones in there, sure. so usually <laughs> when you get promoted, the sheriff calls you mm-hmm. and talks to you about it. So I call the sheriff, and I had, sheriff goes, I'm, I want to tell you congratulations, you know, I'm promoting you to sergeant. I said, are you serious? I was just so excited. I said, sir, thank you so much because I have been trying to get sergeant for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. And things hold me back, but I, I didn't let – I never gave up on it, and I didn't let it change my personality. I had my bad days and stuff, True. but I kept them to myself. Mm-hmm. And when I heard, oh, my God, that was just the best in the world. I was so excited. Here I went from thinking I was getting fired and trouble to, to <laughs> a, exact you know, opposite. Yes. Oh my God. What does well, a bad, what does a bad day look like for Jimmy Fortner? What, what, I what I have my bad days, Ricky, I you know what? I have depression. Mm-hmm. I just like anybody else and I handle it through myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I wake up in the morning thinking, Oh God, I don't want to get up, you know? And I'm, I get sad I get uh, I get worked up my I have anxiety issues and that but I don't bring that with me I don't put my burdens on anybody else. I mm-hmm. keep that to myself and I go get help myself right. I talk to psychologists, I don't I have no shame in none of that no, no. I, I you and not. I wish everybody would be that way because y- get help yeah. and you can choose to come to work miserable mm-hmm. you can choose to come to work positive when I get up in the morning, I take my shower, I get my coffee, and I go into that job. I choose to be positive and make a difference mm-hmm. every day because I think of positive. I can make people around me positive. Negative people bring you down and it makes the job horrible. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to do that.
1: There's a stigma surrounding law enforcement when it comes to needing mental health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. services. Uh, which everyone, I mean, everyone, if if you say you don't, you're lying because you may not know how to recognize it. That's right. But, you know, I would say that it's it's certainly not as big of a deal as it used to be, in my view, only because the younger generation's coming up. It's been a little bit more prevalent and more openly discussed. But I'm not saying you're old, Jimmy, but, you know, you're of an an older generation. What do you think is... What do you think the root of that is? Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you open? Up, open about it? Why do you seek that? But you think others may not?
0: Because people see it as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. You never want to admit you have an issue or a deficiency, and people see that as a sign of weakness, and they don't want people. Oh my God! If I have to go and talk about my problems, let me tell you, I told. Her, I got in read off, and I tell them all. It's not a sign of weakness. I think that's a sign of strength. Self awareness. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You realize you have an issue. Mm-hmm. And instead of just ignoring it and letting it get worse, and it starts to affect you physically, mentally. Um, you did something about it. Mm-hmm. You're brave. That's what it makes you. Mm-hmm. And I I've never been ashamed of it. I have to admit, you know, every now and then I still go meet with a psychologist sure, sure. and I talk to him because I need to unload my problems and I need mm-hmm. to know, and I've learned a lot of tricks on how to handle my anxiety, mm-hmm. how to handle, all that stuff. So I've learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from that. And I wish that all, everyone in this line of work mm-hmm. from the road deputies to the uh, detention deputies, to support staff, to facility operations, anybody that has to see or mm-hmm. go through what we do, yeah. get that help if they need it. And it's free. We all get it. And right.
4: confidential. Yeah, and confidential. We, uh,
1: mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is our, this is our 11th episode. And I think that was probably the two most impactful minutes Uh, because that's just, it's important stuff, and it's something that that we are always actively trying to address. In fact, um, the sheriff and I actually are part of uh, Mental Health for Heroes, which is a a county-wide foundation that provides mental health services for law enforcement, first responders, uh, and folks, because, you know, all the agencies offer the services, but some folks are still concerned about the stigma and about anonymity and all those yes. things so that nobody provides, has to know you're
0: doing it either right exactly. and i i make sure they know that because you got your conspiracy people that yeah. they go hold they, they go back and tell this yeah it's your it's not true that you go there and you get help and it's confidential it's about you if you want people to know it then tell people maybe maybe you telling them i do it might get them to do it you exactly. know what I mean. Yeah. So that's why it's I have normalized. no shame in doing mm-hmm, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife will tell you I'm not perfect. You know I have my <laughs> problems. God bless her for staying with me um, and all <laughs> that and putting up with me. But I had to get help. Mm-hmm. I had to because yeah. I, I get anger issues. I get mad. Sure. I go through those moments where I pout because I didn't get something I didn't I wanted. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Ricky? I went down to All Children's Hospital one time when I was in my lows mm-hmm. when I left training and Mm -hmm. went back to jail and I wasn't promoted and all this. And I was feeling sorry for myself. I really was. And I was getting help. And then I thought about the time when I was out by ultra and having these poor kids that are never going to have a chance to get to where I'm at today Mm -hmm. in life, to experience life, to do that. And it put it in perspective for me. And I I look at it that way now. How dare I be upset about these little things like this when that poor child is never going to get a chance to go to prom, never get a chance to go to college, experience life, have children, family. And I I, I just, I can't do that. It's not, uh, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And that snapped me out of it. And then realized there's other people, you think you have it bad, there's Mm -hmm. people that have it worse.
1: That's... That's good stuff. Yes. Inspirational, Hello. Jimmy Ford, yes. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yes. that.
0: All right. And
4: Jimmy, you're, you're on the, the SISM team too, aren't you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Uh, uh, yes. I've been on the SISM team, God, about eight, nine years. Uh, I recently got lucky and now I'm assistant team leader for oh, one nice. of the uh, the squads. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, um, I would hope that people would reach out more for SISM, but In the jail, I do talk to a lot of people. Um, It doesn't go, you know, it's all, again, it's confidential. Mm -hmm. Um, I have people come to me and they tell me their problems, their woes, and I keep it toward, I don't mention their names and all that. And that's another great feeling because people trust me enough to come up to me and talk to me about not just work problems, but they're personal problems. Mm -hmm. And it's so good when people can get that out. Mm -hmm. And I sit and listen to them. I I am not a psychiatrist on that. I don't give them advice because I I don't want, I don't know if my advice is right, but I listen. Mm -hmm. I listen to them. I give them, you know, I tell them, you know, you can, I make them positive. I Mm -hmm. give them positive things to think about and all that Mm -hmm. to get through it.
2: And what's SISM stand for again?
0: Uh,
1: Critical incident. Stress,
2: Stress management.
1: management. Yes. Stress management. Okay. And that's a crisis. Th- and that's a that's a might team. It might be crisis. No, that's a critical incident. Um, and that is a that's like a peer based. Um.
2: It's support. Yeah, Yeah, it's a support. support. We have different teams.
0: And it's made up of detention, forensics, Mm -hmm. uh, law enforcement, everybody. everybody. Mm -hmm. Civilians. And civilians, Mm -hmm. yes, everyone. I'm I'm
4: looking at a spot
0: Uh, when one comes open. Good. You should put in for it. It, It's amazing. And you know, when, like, on the road, when shootings happen, Mm -hmm. or you have to respond to a scene with someone dying or something like that. That's where we come in after yeah. afterwards, we can have counseling for them. We can meet them by themselves. we can talk to them we let them know that they're not by themselves yeah. and yeah. handling that right and and hopefully that'll help people
2: yeah, and encourage them potentially to seek
0: like Absolutely. expert advice
2: from psychologists yes
0: and and we it, yeah its it's a great thing that the sheriff has, mm-hmm. and I hope it never goes away and I hope people i even hope that people take it. And use it more, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because we, we again, it's not meaning you're weak. It's mm-hmm. it's meaning mm-hmm. you're strong and brave because you're you're battling something that's making you miserable. Yeah.
2: Strong people face yeah. things. Yeah, they yeah. yes. have the self awareness to take Especially care of it. Especially in and, this yes. in this field, there's things that detention deputies and um, uh, law enforcement you know, out on patrol, out on the road, you guys see things that the day-to-day person does not.
0: That's right. And we all. become, it's normalized for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. We we don't even think twice about it now, yeah. but we, we do that underlying stress. Is, I can say right now, oh, none of that bothers me. I've seen it all, but it is underlining mm-hmm. and, yeah. it and you up. do have it. Yeah. Well, yes. because it's, you're yeah. also
1: having to balance. This is unfortunately something I'm, I'm going to have to see regularly and deal with, but you yeah. also have to keep Moving forward and doing the right. job, but right. that's a that's a challenging place. That I think that as a society, that I mean, we all know that mm-hmm. that we put law enforcement and corrections personnel and first responders, firefighters, paramedics, we we put them in this very interesting position. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes people talk about it, and it's seen as oh well, you know, when bad things happen with law enforcement or whatever, it's like oh well, this is you know, it's 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 talked about like it's an excuse, but it, it's really just a fact. You know, you take mm-hmm. your you take your normal life stuff, right? Family, mm-hmm. whatever you got going on, uh, and then you put all that stuff on top of it, and it's that's
0: right. And you know what people do? They turn to alcohol. Mm-hmm. They turn and they go home and they take it out on their loved ones, and mm-hmm. it causes divorces. Look mm-hmm. at the divorce rate for people, on mm-hmm. um, and God. For, look at the suicide rate.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah.
0: that, I, oh my God, I just wish these people that did that, my brothers and sisters, would have reached out mm-hmm. and maybe we could have helped them. Maybe yeah. something could have done yeah. instead of taking it to the extreme. Uh, it's, it's, it's a rough, rough, rough thing we do. Yeah.
2: I think part of, you know, changing that is having these open conversations about it and I think personally, I think everyone at some point in their life, multiple times in their life probably needs to speak to an expert about what's, what you're dealing Mm -hmm. with. And it doesn't have to be anything that's, you know, you, you saw someone die, you know, it doesn't have to be that traumatic. It's just learning how to process your thoughts and
0: people process things differently. That's right. And to go to a professional is a, is a great thing. I'm telling you, you'll feel so much better after it. And it helps me a lot because it's, again, it, it, you Being miserable takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really does. So why not be positive? Why not uh, say fight that? Don't come to work and be miserable and make everyone around you miserable. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Choose to be positive. Choose to come to work and make a difference and make uh, everyone else around you. Because if we all positive and we all work together, this place is a beautiful place to be. No matter what job you're doing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful place to be. Well, again, Mm
1: -hmm. thanks for sharing that, Jimmy. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, call Jimmy. Right. Uh, for, for advice. Yeah. Anytime. He's, 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 he gave a bunch of free advice just now um, yep. for, our, for our deputies and other staff listening. Mm-hmm. All right. So
0: you get promoted to sergeant. Yes. And where's your first assignment? My first assignment's in North, right where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I, I hit the jackpot, Slash Ricky. healthcare division. The hel- right. Yeah, healthcare okay. division. Yeah. Um, I go right there. I take the spot of one uh, sergeant that left and I mm-hmm. get right in there and my God, I'm in heaven. Mm. And I got lucky and got the FTO spot. Oh. So because one of my uh, friends was going, once, me a lieutenant and mm. need to move around. Mm. So she gave up her FTO so spot. So you got,
1: you got FTO sergeant in yeah, North Division.
0: Yes. Oh, and I'm in heaven, Ricky. I sp- so you're Uh-oh. still there. That's Oh, right. yes, okay. yes. I'm the FTO Sergeant. Well, we shouldn't North.
1: talk about how happy you are because yeah. then that might change. I'll always be happy. <laughs> oh, we know. Yeah, so, or or uh, they'll
4: hear the podcast. They'll say, oh, it's time to give him a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be able to yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. move somewhere you don't want. Uh,
1: All right, so... For context, for our listeners, um, and this is, this is something that, I mean, of course, the, the great part about uh, our jobs uh, and on the PR side as we're interacting with the public, we're seeing what is most interesting or shocking or surprising to them. And health care at the jail is always one of those things. Um, so obviously, uh, this year around, uh, I think the budget is going to end up around uh, $500 million for the sheriff's office. A big chunk of that goes to the Department of Dental Corrections. And the biggest chunk of that goes to health care um, for inmates which is um, people just don't expect. So our North division, uh, our medical building is about a 400 and some odd bed uh, medical facility because Mm -hmm. you have people that are coming with the people we get in jail are not in the healthiest. They're not in tip top shape. They're not receiving regular care. Uh, And of course to the general public, it's like, well, why is that our problem? It's like, well, it is because they're in our care custody and control, which is, is what corrections is all about. So, um, there's a lot going on. I mean, they, you guys, and it's a, it's a cost savings thing too because we're able to treat a lot of things in-house. Obviously, some folks mm-hmm. still go out to the hospital, but we do have a full, basically a hospital um, out at the jail. Oh, yes. And that is, have, where, that is where Jimmy is assigned.
0: Yes, we have, listen, we have great nurses, nurse staff. We have the doctors there. We have mental health uh, professionals there. And they do an outstanding job mm-hmm. to, to deal with the, because like you said, we have, 80 year old 70 year old people in there mm-hmm. that have a lot of medical problems we have people in there with diseases or or just something's wrong with them and god bless our medical people do a great job in handling that and they go through a lot as just like us you know they might not be certified that but their job is it makes a big difference because that's a hard job mm-hmm. doing there we have to pass medication you have to take care of Individuals with heart problems and oh my lord, it's tough.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I, I correct me if I'm wrong. For some of the people that are in the jail, this is really their only experience with healthcare because they're transient or um, oh, they yeah. just don't take care of themselves in that way. So this is actually they're getting care that they would not get absolutely outside.
0: I've and heard some that some the,
4: people even get arrested deliberately because they have a medical well,
0: condition. That's that what needs. I was going to tell you. There's I I know several of these homeless people that. They come in for maybe a month, two months, three months to sober up, get medical help. And then they'll tell you, they go back out. and they're going to do the same thing again. Go out there, do their drugs or drinking or whatever it is they do. And they'll be back. And you see that revolving door with them. It's it's depressing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but these people choose not to want to better themselves. This is the life they want. This is their life. This right. is what they choose to do. And it, it just, it's it's I don't know what we can do to anything different mm-hmm. we have so many elderly people in that jail it's mm-hmm. I don't know what else we can do
1: so what are some of the different uh housing areas and and like kind of the structure in North division? I know you have the they have the individual cells mm-hmm. uh what do they call that yeah. um
0: uh, we, we have single cells right. and all right. that. So the single yeah.
1: cells where there there's there's what eight cells or something or whatever yeah. it is, and they're they're monitored. Well, there's yeah, video all monitoring. different
0: area, different pods. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all like all single cells on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere's there, and we house mentally ill people. We house on cooperative inmates, we have suicidal inmates, mm-hmm. high-profile inmates, high-profile inmates mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the third floor where it's more open dorm, and you have your medical, but you still have psych inmates in there. Mm-hmm. You still have very dangerous inmates mixed among all kinds of. So you have the older inmates to the mentally challenged inmates in there, and you have this deputy in there with um, close to forty. Yes, yeah. and it, it's it's. Again, it's scary. You have to, have to be the right people to work in there. Mm-hmm. Then the fourth floor is you have the female side, where we have mentally challenged females, we have pregnant females, we have um, sick females in there. Then you have four H two, which how that's the worst of the worst. You have your camera cells Mm -hmm. with the suicide people, you know, that want to kill themselves all the time. They have to be put on camera or the ones that cover themselves in feces Mm -hmm. or the people that, you know, we have a uh, young people in there that are just, their brains are so fried. They just don't, they have no care in the world. It's just, they don't understand what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you have to do deal with that. You have to provide them care custody and control. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to have that right. Demeanor. Hmm. So a lot of times people move around there. They'll stay there, and then they'll go over to Central, where you have the less, men, you know, charges. And hmm. it's, it's still hard, but it's different kind of inmate. Right. Then, of hmm. course, South is the max unit, where you have the general population and all that hmm. uh, high-priority people. People, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot going on in medical.
0: Oh, yes, a lot going on in medical. We have it all— um, I know you had a chance to come out there and mm-hmm. tour of it. I, I very eye opening. Yes, yeah. everyone should come out and take a look at it. And go on tours. I think tours are great. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it opens people's eyes. You
4: don't know until you see it for yourself. Yeah, just like
0: yeah. our the Citizens Academy. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I wish it would bring back stuff for, for the youth. Mm-hmm. Bring these young mm-hmm. people in and say, listen, this is you can have this future. If you go with the route you're going, if you're doing like trouble kids, we should bring Mm -hmm. them there. Mm -hmm. If you continue to do these drugs, you continue to be this kind of person. This is gonna be your life every day. Mm -hmm. Let them see what, I mean, because maybe it can make a difference out of one out of 10 kids, then it's a great thing to have.
1: So when it comes down to the population that that y'all deal with, um, so so first of all, as the field training sergeant, you're kind of, you're a little bit over, you get a little bit of everything then.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I I have um,
1: like all the I'm, different housing areas. I mean,
0: yes, I yeah. in that area. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. in that area. I I know every floor. I mm-hmm. know how every area it needs to be. And I have deputies, um, FTOs mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. me, and I have an FTO corporal mm-hmm. who's awesome. And they do all the stuff they have to do. Mm-hmm. And I just oversee it all mm-hmm. in that. But they're doing the hard work. They have these new recruits coming in, mm-hmm. but. Uh, we all meet together and we are all on the same page and we make sure that these new people that are coming in get the training they need Mm -hmm. to make it a 30 year career to 35 year career and to go home every day. That's what we do.
1: So you're, you're, you're of course getting, these are are new recruits or or new deputies that have come in, they've done in-house training. Now they're coming to you all. That's right. Correct. And then do they, and I think we talked about this with Lieutenant Hayes, but I don't remember. Um, they start so when you have a batch of, of new recruits coming in, new deputies, mm-hmm. do they do they intentionally move around the jail to different places or do they just start wherever they wherever they have slots? So they maybe- no,
0: we have an FTO coordinator. Okay. And um, they they make a schedule for them. Mm-hmm. They'll come and spend two weeks in north, two weeks in healthcare, two weeks in south, two weeks in central, two weeks in um, another area. Mm-hmm. They uh, they do they go around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And while they're going through these different phases sure. of this training, mm-hmm. all the way up to where the last phase where they sh- should be able to do the job on their own, mm-hmm. but they get a little piece of everywhere. Okay. All everywhere, which makes sense because you can be transferred anywhere. And do, That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about
2: um like day or night shift? Do they is well, that part of the rotation well, or no? Oh well,
0: yes, yeah. there's night shift FTOs, everything because okay. it's a good chance the newer people will be going the nights. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have to know, and it's a different. Thing During the day, we're hustling and bustling with courts and medical okay. and all kinds of movement during the day. And then mm-hmm. at night, they, they lock down at 11 and go to sleep. But you still have your issues mm-hmm. and you still okay. have your stuff you got to do. So they need to learn all of it. Okay. And they do go from days to nights. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time for bid, I tell them all bid for what you want. You never know, you might get what you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, we have a lot of pre certs that come to us that still go through FTO. But then mm-hmm. we have the brand new. Fresh um, detention deputies recruits. What are you finding? I, I know on the law enforcement side, they have you know all sorts of things they they're noticing about the u- newer generation of of, of deputy of, of of employee. What are you all seeing with?
0: Well, a lot of the newer people, I, I, you see a lot in the newer people that they come in thinking they have to be mean, tough, mm-hmm. and and that's not who they are. Right. But they think they have to be that to do this line of work.
1: You have to be able to do that. You have mm-hmm. to be able to. But you don't have to.
0: But you have to understand something. you got to be professional in our line of work. You mm-hmm. come in there, I, I can get an inmate to do something for me without saying, you piece of <laughs> get up, do this, or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I talk to them like a human being, mm-hmm. even though they might have threw piss or shit <laughs> on me that day before. Mm-hmm. I still treat them like human beings. I don't hold grudges mm-hmm. and we make sure we tell them that. We, they have to have that attitude where they come in and they have to deal with a situation. You get, um, what? what's that saying there? You smart more, people. More flies About, with honey than with vinegar? There you go. Bingo. It? Yes. And way you deal with people, you have to you have to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Coming in there thinking, because you wear a uniform, you're untouchable, is going to get you hurt.
1: So some of them need to get their
0: ass kicked by a little person. then. That's why I said they need to be beat, <laughs> yes, by a, an arm that's two inches long.
4: <laughs> 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 Holy God. So we, we, can, we can combine it. We can find the, the, the first punch with a little person. Oh, uh, yeah. first that could, punch from a little yeah, person. Yeah. So we need to hire a little person to, to yes. work in, uh, in training and just yeah. punch every new so person. So anybody
0: out there listening <laughs> right to this that's face. coming to this field, go get beat up.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and little people we're hiring.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, um,
1: uh, all right. So in medical, obviously you have an experience a little bit of everywhere. What are, I mean, obviously the, the people that have mental illnesses and that are throwing and and covering themselves and things is one thing, but what is kind of generally the most difficult population to work with?
0: The elderly and, and the people overdosing, the people Mm -hmm. coming in on drugs or detoxing and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I've unfortunately seen a lot of people die mm-hmm. in there, and it that's hard mm-hmm. because this person is a young person, normal, but they're coming off these drugs or detox, and then the elderly people. When you have a 75-year-old man and he's saying these things to you. Oh, F you this that and, and he's or using racial comments mm-hmm. they don't mean it they have dementia or they have something like that mm-hmm. it, it it's hard to deal with you how do you reason with people mm-hmm. like that and there's really no way you have to try to talk to them at a soothe find a way that soothes them mm-hmm. and that's what I like to do I find a way to talk to them that'll soothe them mm-hmm. and make my day better because it's hard to deal with people that can't deal with themselves. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I would imagine. Yes. And what what do you do if an 80-year-old who's frail starts to get violent? How well, do you I do everything
0: I possibly can not to have a use of force, that's for mm-hmm. sure, because I don't want to hurt that person. Per- uh, you know, that person, I, I look at it as it could be one of my family members in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. My yeah. God, I could have been locked up in that jail a lot of times in the past. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but... I don't, I don't want to hurt that person, so we do our best. That's where training comes in, and uh-huh. um, people, we do our best to, to deal with it without hurting that person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's got to take a lot of empathy and compassion.
0: It does, and you lose that. Um, working in this line of work, you lose compassion. And I think that's a weakness for a lot of people in law enforcement. You, because you're surrounded by this ugliness and this stuff, you lose compassion for things. You, you get, stop you caring numb. about these people yeah. because all you see them as is a pain in the ass and you lose that compassion. And once you lose that, you lose yourself. So you, you got to keep that mm-hmm. compassion. You really do. No matter what this person does to you, um, let it go. Don't hold on to it.
1: Right? Don't mm-hmm. you know? You, you, I, and I know. I think I think we're talking to someone. I don't remember. It might have been. I don't remember who. But anyway, they were talking about how they don't even really pay any attention to the charges that people are in on. No, mm-hmm. I
0: don't like to know that. You know what? That's funny you say that because that's one of my things. And I used to tell people in training, don't don't look, don't be so quick to find out what they're in here for. Because when you get these child pedophiles mm-hmm. and you get these rapists or you get these people that hurt little kids. Um you still have to treat them like you treat exactly. everyone the else the exactly that 's yeah. right you and it 'll make it hard on you, mm-hmm. especially if you have children and you 're thinking about this person that just raped this poor child you can 't you can 't do that you have to be professional and you have to give that person what they 're allowed to have mm-hmm. and treat them the way they 're supposed to be treated and that 's hard when you know what someone 's done, so I tell them not to do that yeah you know it it makes it hard
1: mm-hmm. So you, if you've been in there for three years, then you experienced COVID. At, at oh its God, yes,
0: yes. What was what was that like? That was um, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, because everybody, it, everywhere was COVID. The movement was hard. You had to make sure you had extra fluids there. It was tough. Medical took it harder than we did because medical has. Uh, All that responsibility on them. So we're talking
1: about the civilian medical staff. Yes, that
0: work in our jail. They Mm -hmm. had to take care of all that, and it was hard. We had to go with mask on. Now we're worried about it because we're around it all day. We go home, Mm -hmm. we take it to our loved ones, Mm -hmm. and at the time we we didn't know what was going on. No, we thought it was a death sentence if you got COVID. Mm -hmm. We hear all this stuff about people dying, so now you have that added stress on. You're coming to work to get your paycheck t- to take care of your family, but you might be bringing this stuff home to your family. Right. So you had to make sure you were taking extra precautions and keeping your uh, you know, hygiene up and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It wouldn't have been worth the 50K oh, back then.
1: Oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're a part of the hurricane response team, right?
0: Yes. Um, I went out... I got called to uh, to Bay County when we yeah. they had that hurricane real bad. Well, I spent 21 days out there, 18-hour days at this jail.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and let me tell you, we, we made a difference. The people that went out there, mm-hmm. that is a great feeling. I was tired every day. Mm-hmm. We went from 6 in the morning to 8 at night every mm-hmm. day working in the jail because they had no staff, because these poor people that were working there, they lost their homes. They lost everything. And— Even at the jail, the roof was gone and parts of the jail water was coming in. The toilet was backed up and it's, you're dealing with all these inmates and you have to realize they're worried about their family. Sure, sure. So my God, that was stressful, but we made a difference um, out there. We made a difference with the staff and everything, and, we re- and that's a good feeling to make a difference in the help.
1: Sure. And we especially, stayed out there. Especially that, fellow officers. Oh, yes.
0: Whatnot. You build that morale. Man, I used to have people laugh. I have these people that were sad, crying, and then I have them laughing or feeling more positive. Um, we all got together, the hurricane response. We put money together, mm-hmm. and we went and bought a bunch of toys for the kids because there was people sleeping at the jail with their families. And we went out and bought shoes. We went out and bought clothes. We bought Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. We bought all this stuff for families mm-hmm. out of our own pockets, out of our own heart. You mm-hmm. know, it's
1: well, as it could be you next time.
0: Um, that's right. Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. And you would hope that your brothers and sisters, no matter where they work, would be have the, your back. Sure. Sure. Yep.
2: Yeah. And yeah. so we have a hurricane response team on the patrol side mm-hmm. that goes out and does search and rescue and things like that. But on the detention side, you guys actually go and work in their facility?
0: Oh, yes, ma'am. We go yeah. out there. What we did is... We quite a went bit across with that, too, I think, because our, our patrol guys mm-hmm. were with them, too, yeah. I think, oh. law enforcement guys. Yeah, they were Not doing the, the jail, road but, stuff. But they were, yeah. went we, we went out okay. We went out there together, and what we do, they do what they do out on the mm-hmm. road, and we did what we did inside the jail. Well, We had to go in there and Control that jail. We had to run it. We had to feed these people. We had to get them phone calls. Remember, there's no power. There's no plumbing. There's no air conditioning. And you're inside this building with almost a thousand inmates and you have no staff, just your team there.
2: That's insane.
0: It is insane. And if you got to, you, <laughs> it, you But it has to be done. You has to be done. Yeah. You have to go in there with the right mindset and the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Or you could just make it worse. Yes. And, yeah. and
1: just for um, for folks listening, the it's part of a mutual aid agreement that Florida sheriffs have, mm-hmm. uh, where when storms come through, um, we have them uh, statewide and nationally as well. So when Irma came through, um, not Irma. Well, Irma was here. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, Katrina. Sorry, Katrina came through. We we sent folks to Mississippi and, and all mm-hmm. over the place to help. So it's a good it's a good program and and kind of allows because you figure I mean. As as Jimmy mentioned, you got folks that have families and responsibilities as well. They got to they gotta take care of that, number one. Your job doesn't matter if you don't have family at home to take care that's of right. and, and things to take care of. So that's really a great program that allows mm-hmm. to give our partners relief, but also some perspective mm-hmm. when you see what they're dealing with.
0: And no matter where you're at, if you're in law enforcement and the correction side or the roadside, we're all family, no matter what state. County, any city, Mm -hmm. anywhere—we're all family. We all need to have each other's Mm -hmm. Mm backs,
1: for sure. What uh, you've been in corrections for a Mm -hmm. while—almost thirty years—you've been Mm -hmm. in prison system, you've been Mm -hmm. in county jail. Yeah. What have you seen change over the years? Um, What are some of the biggest things?
0: The biggest thing is I'm seeing is morale's getting better. It's never going to be good because you're always going to have your negative things, and people can't get over some things. All right, but I I think that with the technology and the care and the extra help uh, we're getting in mm-hmm. law enforcement and stuff mm-hmm. is making a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it a thousand times, our sheriff gives us everything we need and more mm-hmm. to make our job easy, safe, everything. Everything we have is there. We just got to take those tools and use them properly. Mm-hmm. He gives us the SISM team. He gives us this free mental health service. He gives us these great benefits. But if we don't take advantage of them, then shame on you. You're giving it up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the other job I had, we didn't have that. Right. We didn't have none of this stuff. You have the ability to make yourself better here. Mm-hmm without coming out of your pocket or nothing. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the newer people are realizing that um, coming in, uh, you know, they come in all, you know, they never had to work a hard job for $8 an hour. These kids are coming in making $20-some an hour. My God, that's that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I know times have changed, but they don't know what it's like to suffer. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell them, you know, Slow your roll there, youngster. You got to realize.
1: Youngster? Yeah,
0: because they're probably <laughs> still fella. living at home with mommy or daddy or whatever. You mm-hmm. got to slow that roll and be thankful for what you have.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've talked a lot about the qualities of a of a good corrections or detention deputy. I mean, you, you've you've covered it. But, you know, outside of thing, is there anything you haven't mentioned yet that you think is is really important if you want to be successful in corrections? Talked about attitude. Mm-hmm. Talked about, you know, not, not coming in too big, not coming in, you know.
2: Talked about getting punched in the face. Yeah, you need
1: to be punched in the face. What else? Mm-hmm. Put other
0: people first. Mm. Let the, do that. If you want to make a difference and have a long, good career, put other people first. Don't, don't be that selfish person that you only care about yourself. Because it'll make your job harder and everyone else's. Mm-hmm. I, I love playing Santa every year at mm-hmm. Ride and riding
1: around with tell, I'm not gonna let you mm-hmm. not talk uh, about oh, that. Yeah, we have let, let, to let me
0: tell you, I, I love, and I'm not a kid person, buddy. I don't <laughs> have no children. Mm-hmm. I like kids for a couple hours or something like that and then go away. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but the joy of these kids and stuff, and the happiness you bring to kids, even adults. You know, we walked through the jail this year mm-hmm. as Mr. and Mrs. Claus walked through the jail over there at healthcare. Do you know the smiles? I've seen people smile that- Aww. Are miserable. I mean, these deputies are, and they were so happy to see us mm-hmm. there, and we took some pictures with them, and that it was, oh my God, what? A, it's just awesome.
1: Wish I could have mic'd up Carol for that walk. No, no, no you don't. <laughs> 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 oh
5: yeah, oh, yeah I do.
3: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh.
1: that's good stuff. So yeah, that was. Um, we definitely want to talk about that because uh, I think, I mean, we had a we had a correction sergeant before that was was Santa. Um, and then, and then, yeah, then and he was terrified to fly. So this works out a little bit better oh, for you.
0: Yes. I'm not terrified. <laughs> I, I, I get depressed if we can't fly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was a rough year this year, but, um, yes, but yeah, so that's, that's another great thing. Well, you know, you just, it seems like, like I said at the beginning, just positivity follows you wherever you go.
0: Oh, good. And I hope it rubs off on other people. I hope we all have long, healthy careers. We can use this retirement money mm-hmm. and live our lives to the fullest. My brother. Yeah. that's what I hope.
1: So um, we usually – do you guys have anything else for Jimmy? Mm -mm. So we usually uh, ask all of our guests if there's something that you can share with the public that would make your job easier. If there's one thing you could ask them to do or a way to change their – anything that you want the public to know.
0: The public – just to realize – the people outside of law enforcement is what you're saying, right? Realize what Mm -hmm. we – the people – that are in it go through Mm -hmm. it's 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 tough we all have our problems in certain jobs but what we deal with in law enforcement from the road to the jail um it's it's traumatic Mm -hmm. because you're seeing death you're seeing happiness when people are getting released you see happiness when these kids are getting their geds in the jail Mm -hmm. you go through all these different emotions inside that jail but you have when you go home you have to leave the bad stuff at work mm-hmm. and that's hard to do mm-hmm. so it, it's just we have to make a difference so the public can feel safe mm-hmm. and hopefully we can change some of these people's minds and get them on a different path mm-hmm. hopefully but
1: well, maybe they got to come see the jail to yeah to get that mind yes well I jimmy of something yeah i, did, I thought of something yeah. too so did you?
4: Said, no so mine I, you I, yeah i wanted go. to show this off so um Jimmy designed this fantastic challenge coin. I want you to hold it. I want you to show it off to the camera.
0: Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> Tell
4: us about this. This, this is one is of the, the prettiest ones I've ever seen.
0: This is the FTO challenge coin for corrections. Um, and I, I, when I make a coin, when I design a coin, I try to make it say where I'm at. You mm-hmm. know, what says corrections? When you think of barbed wire, that says prison's Instantly. corrections all over. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's mm-hmm. why I wrapped it in the barbed wire and I put all the... Different areas that we have FTOs at in the jail on it. Um, I before I made this one, I made a handcuff key because that says corrections. Uh-huh. You know what? Challenge coins. You'd be surprised how many people collect them, and it makes a difference. They get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have over five hundred of them. Oh wow! Throughout my years of collecting, that's them. right.
1: I remember I used to see. Uh, yes, when you were <laughs> in training, you had. Yes. I watched your cases grow over the years. So yes, and I I'm kept. Glad you're still going.
0: Yes, it's a. It. it they're. I love doing it. I love coming up with an idea and people feedback from it. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This wasn't just my idea, this coin. This was a collaboration between other FTOs to so other friends of mine, mm-hmm. all these other people, we all came together. Mm-hmm. It ain't one person that does it. You know, the last coin I did, I had help from one of your people. help help me out mm-hmm. and give me the idea to do this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, it's everyone's idea. It's, this is for everyone. That's a super cool coin. Yeah, this is yeah, a really beautiful
2: one. Is this something that is only a law enforcement kind of thing? It's a
0: military I'm, thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it, oh,
0: well, yeah, yeah, law enforcement kind of stole
3: it. it yes, <laughs> yes, I think
0: we jacked it. And yeah. it proved it. Because in law enforcement, I, I was never in the military, but I was told that yeah. they used to come up and they shake your hand and have a coin in it. Mm-hmm. You better have one back or you got to buy the next round Oh or something uh-huh. like that. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big thing. It, it It's a beautiful thing. But a lot of people have adapted with the coins, you see coins for everything. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because
2: they're called a challenge coin. Challenge coin, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, so, like military-wise, would that be from a particular operation? Well,
0: different in or, the military, yeah. they have different or uh, parts yeah. of it. Yeah. And they would make their own coin, okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they would hand it the to, And to get a coin would be a, a, our award. It would be a beautiful thing to get that coin mm-hmm. if someone would give it to you. So, was
4: the challenge part because you have to. Accomplish a challenge, or because you're yeah. if you're challenged for that coin, you have to produce it. Was, was well, that, yeah, the, is that where the challenge part I'm, comes? I'm not, I'll have to look that up.
0: Yeah, I'm not I, sure I, the origin. I'm not sure about all, right, yeah, all there that. There he goes. Yeah, Ricky's got We're a story. I, here. I, I, started,
4: I started collecting them when I came back to work yeah. here as a civilian. I'm building up my collection. So if anybody has any cool challenge coins they want to send to the PR office, yeah. <laughs> attention Laura <laughs> Sullivan. Yes,
0: uh, I, I love uh, them. I and I display almost every one of them. When I retire, mm-hmm. um, I plan on having a big display of all my coins. Right now, my wife would kill me if I just played them all. <laughs> all them. She allows me to have a couple uh, boxes up right oh now, yeah. but um, I, when I retire, that's going to be put in my retirement home. Nice. <laughs> yeah. did you find Not an the answer? nursing home. Yeah, I mean, you, there's, Google it <laughs> there's a
1: couple answers out there, but yeah, it's associated with special units, operations, okay. branches. It's a membership thing. It, it could be a lot of them. Yeah.
0: Okay. It so. can mean it. It, it's what it means to you. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: I really like them though. They're these nice. Yeah. And this is a particular beautiful one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That
1: one's
2: different. Absolutely. Thank you. They're cool.
1: So, uh, Jimmy, really appreciate you coming on, chatting with us, being so open with us. We had some great conversation mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. some things that are that are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, not all as entertaining as getting your butt kicked by a little person, yes. but uh, but, <laughs> but stuff that's that's way more important that I think a whole lot of people uh, need to hear and, and really keep it on repeat for their entire careers, uh, no matter where they're at. Um, so we appreciate you coming on and being open with us, sharing with us and, and keep doing what you do, which is in that little ball of positivity and making everybody happy. Yes. And don't and don't, don't be afraid
0: to tell each other we love them. That's right. You'd be surprised how many people look at me like, did he just tell me he loves me? I know. <laughs> I, I I do love you. I love everyone. I this. love so you, tell, Jimmy. We love Make you sure too, Jimmy. you tell people that. That yeah. makes
2: me. uh Did you say that to the sheriff when oh, he promoted you? Oh yes, I love you. Loved, <laughs> yes.
0: I said I love you. I, I, he kind of paused for a little bit, but I. I was like, he uh, didn't say uh, it back. I was so uh. excited, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I do love him. He's, he's awesome. I, I know, do. you
2: say it to everyone. So I'm yeah. like, I wonder if he did that during the phone call. Uh-huh. Sheriff, I love you. You know <laughs> what
0: people say? Well, you say that to everyone. I said, I do. I said, I even say it to the people that um, I've had problems with in the past. I even say it to them because I do love them. Mm-hmm. Just because we have disagreements don't mean I don't love you and don't respect you.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. Jimmy Fortner, everybody. Thank you all uh, for listening. We're keeping up with us here on Fifty Six. We, of course, as always, want to hear from you. If you have feedback about the show, anybody you want to hear from, you want to mm-hmm. see. Um, Laura, if somebody wanted to get in touch with us, how could they possibly go about doing
4: that? Well, hypothetically, they could send an email to let's56 at net.com That's L-E-T-S-5-6 at pcsonet.com.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh.
5: That was
0: impressive. That was impressive. (laughs)
4: That's my only party trick.
0: (laughs) I might hire you to do my voicemail.
3: Uh.